Well, hello everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to Get a Grip with Coach Elix. I'm your host, Coach Elix, and with me, my amazing co-host. Uh, Stefan Frederick is here. Ooh, Stefan. We got Stefan today. He happens yes. to be a medium, an attorney, and my amazing husband and co-host. How yes. awesome is that? Yes. Yes. In today, Stephen, we have an amazing show. I'm very excited because uh, we are going to be talking to Paul Medeiros, who is the president and CEO of East Seals, Massachusetts. And today's show is about abled differently, living a thriving and fulfilling life. So I'm excited to talk to Paul, who I've met many, many, many years ago, and um, I'll talk a little bit about more about that in, um, in a few minutes. But before then, I need to check in with you and see what, what are you up to, Stephen? Well, I have a lot going on, yes. um, you know, real lot going on. But what's that's not a surprise, right? No, but you have one major event. Well, two, because you have a book that's on the verge. So tell people about that. So I just sent in my final changes or modifications to the um, amazing guy who's doing the um, formatting and did the cover and the back and of the book, which he just blew me away when he showed me what the end result was. And there was just a couple of things I needed to change, so that's what he's working on. But once that's done, it is going to be... Um, ready to be pre-ordered. So I'm really, really excited about that. And it is going to be coming to a bookstore near you very, very soon. Book stand near you? What are we, yeah. in 1980? Um, well, you can, have a, you can have book stands, too, in 2023. I don't know. I, I don't see them that often. I think, you know, right now we buy books on Amazon, and um, online, that's how I buy my books. Well, the e the ebooks are yes. I mean that's that's a, a a biggie, but there are still old school people that like to have the book being held in their hands. Yeah, I buy them on Amazon. That's yeah. a real book. I yeah. get a hardcover book on Amazon. That's what I'm. That's what I mean. But sure. tell tell people about your book because it's 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 just not an ordinary kind of book. Well, the name of the book is the Suicide Gift. And it is an autobiography, and it, it just um, really, I share in this book my story of an eight-year-old boy who lost his dad from suicide and you know, being gay and losing a dad and sort of taking all of that on me, meaning that it was my fault he did that because he knew his son was different, and pretty much just... Um, I just talk in the book about how there's the pre-eight-year-old and the post-eight-year-old, and the pre-eight-year-old just takes off for years and years and years and lets the post-eight-year-old boy take over, and mm -hmm. that really is so much of the story because the post-eight-year-old boy um, is not connected to anything. It is chaotic and rebellious, and it just, just goes on and on and on until ultimately the pre-eight-year-old boy comes back and there's a struggle between the two of them, but in the sort of process of coming back, um, the gift is, his gift is revealed, which is that he can 
or I can see and speak and hear dead people. Yeah, and I think that many individuals, myself included, you know, while you may not have experienced a traumatic event like, you know, a father committing suicide, I think your story can be a story that we can relate to because, you know, we may have other significant moments where we also experience that separation. You know what I mean? Oh, um, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what the whole point, you know, and every at, at, at every chapter, at the end of every chapter, there is a blurb called insights. And it really just gives you a summary of the chapter and uh, but, but some advice, some things to do to connect to spirit. But why I wrote this book was how when I started thinking about how how was I an adult before knowing the extent of what I have been given that I can see and speak and hear dead people. How did I not know that for most of my life? And it really is just the journey of how, like you said, Elix, every one of us has different, you know, traumatic events, whether there's whatever degree they are. And what those events do or can do is that they can just bury our gifts. They can bury our, our connection to our purpose and our, um, reason why we're here in our passion and unless you dig through all of that to get to the gift and that's what the whole book is about um you never find it you never get to your gift and every one of us has their own individual gift so that's what it's about i think that alone is worth the read and um and you're a little funny i mean you are a funny kind of guy not for nothing little yes i'm a big funny (laughs) Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> By the way, I do have I do have a story. You know, Stephen. Uh, uh, we should I'm, have some music. Stephen's story. Stephen's yeah, story. Oh my God, no! Because this is crazy, people. So he calls me the other day. Now, mind you, I've lately I've been dealing with you know also dealing with traumatic experiences. And uh, I'm being sensitive to that. And I'm on the phone with Steven. And all of the sudden, he <laughs> screams, bloody murder. Like, I, my heart fell out of my chest. I'm thinking, oh, my God, is he okay? I'm on the phone. I'm driving. I can't. And I'm, I'm, I mean, I could, I could have driven the car off the road, possibly, okay? And I'm like, are you okay? And then he says, no, there's a bug near me i'm like oh my god you there you there's something really wrong with you i mean he you if you heard the scream you would have thought something real traumatic just happened no there's a bug listen there's not many things that scare me bugs do this you know that of 30 years you know that but i was in the bathroom i was just i think i was hanging a towel up when i was on the phone with you and then he just popped out on the floor but he was a i've never seen a bug like this he was like a combination grasshopper and i don't know like a wasp so he was he had hopped but he he was able to like float higher than the usual grasshopper you know hop and so that way he could just like get in different places quickly. And then when I saw that, that's when I just yelled. So Yeah. So thank God I'm still here. I'm still alive. And I didn't have a major accident on the road. But wait so, a minute, Elix, I also have a big event um, next weekend. I know. That's a, that was next. I want you to tell people where we're heading next weekend. Oh, my God. I knew that. I must be psychic. So on the 28th 
of October, which is a week from Saturday, a week yes. from tomorrow, I am going to be doing my event at the Water's Edge Cinema in uh, Provincetown. This is my second year doing it. And it is, the first year we did it last year was fantastic that I get to do readings on the audience and then when i'm done there is a halloween flick that is played so and it's so cool that the owner of the theater lets me pick the movie so last year i picked hocus pocus and this year it is witches of eastwick so i just i cannot wait to get to do this it's it's i love doing readings i love to do gallery readings and you know the fact that um you can experience the readings and then just sit back and watch like a classic like witches of eastwick i think um there's a small popcorn that comes with part of the ticket but it is well worth the price it's 2 30 in the afternoon so it doesn't really compete with the nighttime activities of of people wanting to really party so that's why we did it in the afternoon and um i, I can't wait i cannot wait and then we're gonna spend the rest of the weekend what Friday, Saturday, Sunday in P Town? Yeah, I'm. I cannot be more excited about that because that's the end of my birthday celebration. Because I told people I'm celebrating the entire month of August. So August. I mean, oh my God, I don't know. Maybe Stephen, maybe <laughs> I I got spirit going on over here. I forgot my own birthday, October. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. But anyways, um, Stephen, anything else that you want to share with people before um, we move on to today's program? I don't think so. Besides the fact, if you haven't checked out our um, Sunday with Steelix on yes. YouTube, you've yes. got to do that. So you just go onto YouTube, uh, type in Stephen the Medium. That's it's, it's under my um, channel. And every Sunday at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, Elix and I do it's usually right about an hour so it is funny it is informational it's a combination of me doing readings and Elix emotional bringing, this bringing last Sunday right. was amazing emotionally amazing the readings that you did were I mean seriously incredible yeah but, but and what about your what you cooked, what you baked. I, I made turnovers and because we went apple picking and they were delicious. I swear our, the people watching were like eating them with us. One of them, <laughs> Joanne, um, I think was her name, uh, actually was like yelling at me make, to make sure that I didn't burn them because she felt like she was going to get one turnover you know, with us. So it's, you, you just, you, <laughs> you experience the whole, the whole show with us. So I, I, it's, it's a fun show. You definitely going to laugh, you know, the two of us together, it's a little, a lot of craziness happening, but you know, you get to learn and get some awesome tips in the kitchen and then you get to get spirit because Steven, you know, gets to talk to people and read people. So how amazing is that? It is, it is an amazing hour. Absolutely. So, yes. you know, let's talk about today's show. Today's show is, is, is a show that's actually really important to me. It's about able differently, you know, living a thriving and fulfilling life. It's about really people with disabilities. And for that, we are going to welcome a friend, somebody I consider a friend, somebody I met many years ago. 
of Paul Medeiros, who happens to be the president and CEO of Easter Seals, Massachusetts. And Stephen, this story is, you know, up close and personal because I did work for Easter Seals, Massachusetts um, a long time ago, nearly 20 years ago. And it was through that experience that I got to learn a whole lot about uh, people with disabilities and understanding people with disabilities and the challenges that they face day in, day out, and really learning to, to, to be committed to, to supporting uh, these individuals uh, in everything that I do. And I got to meet Paul before he was the president and CEO of Easter Seal. So I think it's really exciting that he had agreed to join the show and we get to talk to him and we get to hear about what he's doing um, today with Easter Seals. Um, I haven't, I've never met him. I don't think I've you never, have. No, I don't think I don't, so. I don't think I've met Paul. It's kind of ironic, though, when you work there from Kirk to... Cindy and Joan and, and the FISA, I, I knew all of them because I went to all the events. And so I was sort of part of the journey, too. And I, I actually did, if you remember, Elix, I did like a very brief internship there. You did? You did? And, um, yeah. yeah. I, I think it was, I don't know if it was when I was in law school or right before law school. I can't remember. But no, no, you were in law school. Trust me. You were in law school. Uh, when, and when it was, it was, um, it was great. It was, it's such, such a incredible organization so um kudos to paul yeah kudos to paul so when uh we come back we are going to talk to paul medeiros about the easter seals organization their services their programs that shape people's perceptions while addressing the urgent and evolving needs of a very large community of americans living with disabilities in this modern world so we are going to take a short commercial break, and we'll be right back. Uh. And hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get a Grip with Coach Elix. I'm your host, Coach Elix, and with me, my amazing co-host. Stephen Frederick is here. Stephen the Medium, who is an attorney, a medium, and also my amazing husband. And today, we are incredibly incredibly proud to have somebody I consider a friend and a colleague uh, met him many many years ago um, uh, when I worked for Easter Seals Massachusetts before he was he became the president and the CEO of Easter Seals Massachusetts uh, Mr. Paul Medeiros and you know before I bring Paul in I wanted to um, just you know ask everyone I don't know if people are aware that one in every four people uh, in America uh, have or it's living with a disability. And Paul Medeiros, you know, leading the Easter Seals organization and their mission is to provide services to ensure children and adults with disabilities have equal opportunities to live, learn, work, and play. And that is something, a commitment that we all should applaud. Welcome, Paul. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me, Elix and, uh, and Stephen. I really appreciate you ha taking the time. I appreciate you taking the time. And Paul, I said that I met you many years ago. So we were, I don't know, in kindergarten when we met uh, <laughs> in, the, in the playground, because I believe it was at least 20 years ago uh, before you were the president and the CEO of Easter Seals, Massachusetts. So I, I feel like I've known you for a long, long time. 
It, it's so true. I, you might have been on the board of directors at that time. Um, I, I was an occupational therapist. I just celebrated my 21st anniversary with Easter Seals, so you're not out of line to say it was 20 years ago. Um, and Kirk Joslin, who I heard you mention, was my predecessor. He he was always amazing about involving staff and getting uh, the board to meet the staff and get to know the people who are out on the front lines providing services. So I was lucky enough to meet meet you at that time. Yeah, and 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 Easter Seals went from an amazing president, Kirk. I happened to work with Kirk. I happened to served on the board with Kirk. So he's an amazing guy. Uh, and then to you, you know, the much younger, young emphasis on younger version <laughs> of Kirk, but just somebody who has such a commitment to the organization and to the mission of the organization. So, Paul, for listeners, people who are listening to the show, tell tell them about the organization, what their Easter Seals does, because I think we still have a lot of people who are sort of somewhat unclear as to what Easter Seals do and what is your role in the organization. I think you're right, and you nailed the mission, so I appreciate that. You, you got it right, <laughs> and I love it. Um, but our, our mission is, is very broad, so it's, it can be almost more confusing for people after they hear what our mission is. Um, but it, it, there's a reason for that. It's because we work with people with disabilities of all ages, literally from birth up to, a, you know, we had a 110-year-old woman that we worked with, um, and we work with them primarily in the community. So we go out to people's homes. Um, we work in, you know, uh, schools, at people's work, um, you know, skilled nursing facilities, day programs, um, really anywhere you can think, you know, we're out there in the community making sure that we're getting people the resources and skills they need to meet their goals. Um, and we have a philosophy that it's really important to kind of go where people are doing these activities um, in order for them to, to master them, you know, on site, wherever that might be. Um, and just quickly, we have a, a lot of services, but some of them that we're really well known for are assistive technology. Um, we're, we're the leader in assistive technology in the state of Massachusetts. Um, we have a ther large therapy program, which I mentioned I'm an occupational therapist. We also have physical and speech therapists. Um, we do job training and development, including, you know, helping people once they get their job to, to maintain that job and even work with employers to, to educate them on accommodations and things like that. Um, and we work with college students. We have a program called College Navigator, which I love. Um, and then one of our newer things, we also work with a lot of recreation and youth leadership programs. Um, and we recently uh, acquired a facility in Bridgewater um, where we're able to do a lot of recreational programming and we even have horses there. Um, so hopefully we get a chance to talk a little more about that too, because that's a, a really new, exciting addition to Easter Seals. You're, you're hitting all the things that are on my list to hit today. So absolutely, we listen, and if we don't, you're going to make, make a point of making sure that we do, because I definitely want to learn more about that new initiative. But Paul, let me ask you something. This is work that requires a whole lot of commitment and purpose. Why is this work important to you? Sure. I mean, I have a personal connection um, you know, when my aunt has cerebral palsy, and I spent a lot of time as a kid uh, at my grandparents' house, and they care for my aunt, and I just grew up learning, um, learning about disability, I think, in a way that a lot of kids 
don't, you know, it's just, it was part of my family, part of my life. And, and my grandparents, I always say they were, uh, they were, they are certainly ahead of their time in that, you know, they were advocates for my aunt in a time before the ADA, uh, the Americans with Disability Act. And, and they made sure that she went to school, you know, she was with her peers, um, and my aunt has a physical disability, but intellectually she was able to keep up with her peers. Uh, and again, at a time when she was a child, it was probably believed, you know, she should be institutionalized. She'll never be able to learn, um, which is just couldn't be further from the truth. And my grandparents saw that. They advocated for her. They found ways for her to communicate and really um, show who she was. So from a personal standpoint, you know, I, I grew up in a family that just, knew about equal opportunities for people with disabilities and and were advocates um you know a long time ago but i would i would actually say that that is the exception that's not the rule and you know many people many children do not you know grow up understanding you know what what is a disability so what do you think are some of the most common misconceptions or untruths about people with disabilities yeah, I, I think one of the things I just mentioned is one of the most common things is just, you know, uh, making assumptions about someone's disability. You know, because they have a disability, that means, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever assumption that they make about all people that they lump together. Um, and everybody is so different. You know, you know, having worked at Easter Seals, and this is mm-hmm. not something I, I invented here, uh, is that every individual has their own goals, their own needs. Um, and really working with that person to understand what those those goals and and what accommodations they might need to reach those goals is so important. Um, and too often, I think people make generalizations. Um, and then the other big assumption people make, I think, is is that all disabilities are visible, which uh, is absolutely not the case. And you know, at Easter Seals, we work with people, sh- sure, who maybe someone uses a wheelchair, and you can see that they have a disability. But then we work with a lot of people as well who someone might assume they don't have a disability, but they do, and they might need some accommodations as well. So um, you know, people might make assumptions about that person that they're not trying, or they just don't want to do something when uh, all they need is a you know a little accommodation to make sure that they can keep up and and meet all of their goals yeah no you're you're absolutely right because we often when we think of disabilities we often think of that that visible physical disability but there you know there's many other disabilities that are not visible to the eye and i think we we have to be really responsible and careful for for making assumptions because those assumptions lead to hurting a lot of people that um that that we may not consider or we may not know of of their disability. Stephen, I know you're in the background. I don't know if you have any questions for you know for Paul so far. So, well, Paul, I just love the fact that it, it when you're just sharing your story and in, in, in your connection to what you're doing, that it, it's like you picked up the torch from your grandparents and you you're running with it in in such a grand way. And I, I love the fact that back then. They were still advocates um, for your aunt. But for people that have never heard of Easter Seals, even people in Massachusetts, is Easter Seals confined to Massachusetts? And if it is, are there other organizations that Easter Seals works with across the country? Um, So Easter Seals is a national organization. 
but we have 70 affiliates across the country. So um, we're kind of a unique organization in that each affiliate is its own separate nonprofit, but we all uh, you know, share the brand. We kind of share an overarching mission. Um, but the nice thing about it is we have the freedom to serve our communities in the way that's that's most appropriate. So um, our our territory is all of Massachusetts, so it's very clean. You know, you know, if you live in Massachusetts, we're the Easter Seals for you. Um, but uh, our services might be very different than Easter Seals of New Hampshire or Easter Seals of New York. Um, so. And, and again, I think that's a good thing just because funding is different in different states. And there are, as you said, there might be, in our state, there might be a nonprofit who does a really good job at something, but in New Hampshire, there might be a gap that Easter Seals New Hampshire can fill in for. So um, I think that's an important part of our model is that each Easter Seals can adapt to the needs in our community. Um, and that's why, I, you know, Elix mentioned a lot of people might have heard of Easter Seals, but they don't know what we do. Uh, the reason is we're doing a lot different things than we might have been doing 30 years ago because the needs in the disability community have changed in the last, you know, five years, never mind 30 years. Absolutely, without question. So, listen, we are going to take a small break, but we're going to come back, Paul. There's three things definitely that we I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about Equal Pride. I want to talk to you about the College Navigator. And I want to talk to you about the Bridge Center. So do we have a deal? Perfect. That sounds great. Awesome. So we're going to take a small break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Paul Medeiros, President and CEO of Easter Seals, Massachusetts. We'll be right back. And hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get a Grip with Coach Elix. I'm your host, Coach Elix, and with me, my amazing co-host. Stephen Frederick Matzek. Stephen the Medium, who is my husband and my amazing co-host. And today we're talking about able differently, empowering people with disabilities to live a thriving and fulfilling life. And for that, we have an expert in somebody who has authority in the subject, Paul Medeiros, who is the president and CEO of Easter Seals, Massachusetts. Welcome back, Paul. Thank you. So, Paul, listen, I, our producer, during the break, he actually shared something with me, and he has an interesting comment, so I, I like our producer to uh, jump in. Go ahead, Mark. Hi there. Hi, Paul. Hi. Hi. Um, I was mentioning that I remember as a kid seeing the uh, public service announcements about Easter Seals, and you always heard Easter Seals cerebral palsy. And um, I was saying from uh, the beginning of the show, it's fascinating to hear that there's such a bigger umbrella uh, that your agency is involved with and not just uh, focused on that one disease. No, that's a great point. And, and, and I think that piggybacks on what we talked about in the last segment where uh, the definition of disability has really changed over the years. Because um, years ago, I've, I've actually had people say, I thought Easter Seals just works with people with polio, you know, even yes. before that time period. So, um, again, the, 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 the evolution of Easter Seals is, is ongoing, but also just the evolution of what people realize disability is, um, where it probably was just thought, oh, someone with cerebral palsy, that's who needs Easter Seals. Um, 
but now we realize there's a much larger population who benefits from our services. Yeah, and that that is it, it really is wonderful, Paul, that you are now you know taking on that commitment. Now, I also um, one of the things that I notice is that as an organization, you have an intercession between disability and the LGBTQ uh, community to take your own organization organizational words, Paul. Why do you believe in celebrating the rich tapestry of identities within the disability and the LGBTQ community? Yeah, I mean, I think disability is uh, it, it's a group that crosses every barrier, you know, um, whether it's age or gender or race or sexuality. Um, people with disabilities are part of every single community. Um, and that's why I think it's important for us to certainly be welcoming um, to everyone, because I, re I really do believe, like I said, that's kind of our mission here at Easter Seals is to serve every person with a disability. Um, and if we don't embrace all the, all the different intersectionality of that, um, we're just doing a disservice to, to everyone that we work with. And I applaud, applaud you in, in, in doing so. What is the partnership between Equal Pride and Easter Seals? Um, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know that we have a partnership. Um, well, maybe we have informally. Maybe we've done uh, events together and things like that. Okay. Well, just I'm just out of curiosity, you know, if if there was a way to that you guys had a deeper commitment to to be more inclusive of, you know, these people with disabilities and the LGBTQ community. But having said that, you know, Paul, let me let me ask you, talk about the College Navigator program because I know that is something that is very meaningful to you. What tell us what that is about? Sure. That's one of our newer programs that we actually, I take a lot of pride in because it was started um, since I became CEO. But uh, we, we saw a gap in um, young people going off to college who had a disability. Um, and you hear it all the time about, you know, uh, kids with disability have an IEP team and they have this whole group of people who work with them on their plan when they're in high school and then they get to college and they call it the cliff where they're kind of on their own um, and we were just seeing these incredibly high numbers of brilliant students with disabilities going off to college and dropping out um, not because they couldn't handle the curriculum but because they didn't know how to get the the accommodations they needed uh, once they were on that college campus. Um, and that's not even a sh necessarily a shortcoming of the college themselves. A lot of them have really great services in place. It's just a matter of, okay, you're in college now. You need to access these things yourself. Um, there's no longer that team who's going to be kind of handing them to you. So uh, we developed the College Navigator Program, which is um, we partner what we call our navigators with a student, and they work with them directly to see, okay, what do you need to be successful? Um, and then they coach them. It's, it's not tutoring. Again, I always say a lot of these kids are, are smarter than us. We, we, we can't tutor <laughs> them. Um, but what we do is we coach them on how do you talk to your teachers about accommodation? How do you find your disability service uh, group on the campus? things like that. How do you manage your time? Sometimes the, the student might be really good at their classwork, but they have trouble with deadlines or, or organizing their time or something like that because of their disability. Um, so it might just be, it could be as little as an hour a week, 
setting up their schedule for the week. Or we've had people with a lot more needs who we work with a little more. But um, it's been an amazingly successful program so far. We started with one student our first year. And I think this year we're going to hit 250 students. Um, wow which is amazing because these kids are staying in school. I, you know, uh, I think we saw numbers as high as, um, you know, in the high 60% of students with disabilities were dropping out of college. And with those 250 kids we're working with, we have over a 90% uh, retention rate of those kids staying in school. So um, that obviously sets them up better for their careers in the future and just, you know, all the, uh, the, the life milestones that they'll hit um, with a little better head of steam um, because they were able to stick through college, get their degree, and then go on to the career that's going to be fulfilling to them. That's, that's amazing. Paul, earlier you talked about the assistive technology program. Do you, do you integrate that program with this, um, the College Navigator program? For sure. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's something I'm always stressing. All of our programs need to try to work together as much as possible. And you know, it can be hard sometimes. People are in their own lanes. But um, yes, I think we do a really good job of making sure when uh, a college student has a need for technology that we can refer them over to our experts in the AT program um, so they can get an evaluation and get the, the technology they need to be successful. Yeah, at a personal level, I will tell you, I have a, um, I have a, a cousin who has a daughter who was born with a disability, and she was unable, she she was unable to to speak. And early on, in she was from Puerto Rico. Early on, she was told that she was going to have to be in a nursing home for the rest of her life. And she came to Massachusetts. She was connected with Easter Seals in their assistive technology department. And this young kid was set up with a computer device. And today she is thriving. She's in her teens and she's thriving. And that's a perfect example of how dismissive we can be when we make assumptions about individuals with disabilities and how these programs can actually make such an impactful difference in the lives of these individuals, Paul. What an amazing, I love that story. I love it. And you're right. People make it, talk about an assumption. People think if someone can't talk, they can't think. Um, but that's just not the case. And uh, that's one of the great things about our augmentative communication uh, program in the AT department is that they just help people find their voice, whether it's through technology or um, you know, whatever they need to, to be able to communicate. And then um, you realize everybody has their own goals. <laughs> Just because they can't speak it to you doesn't mean that they don't have them. Yeah, that, that's wonderful. Stephen, I know you have a question. Go ahead. Well, it, it's more of a comment, Paul, because I didn't know about the College Navigator program. And I know, as you mentioned, it's new. And coming from someone like myself that, you know, over 20 years, as an attorney, I worked in juvenile court and representing, represented kids and have been in countless meetings with um, educational advocates and IEPs and just advocating for the, my clients, the, the, the minors. And that was whether I was working with just families, working with DCF, it was always what you just referenced as the cliff is that we all knew that. We knew that they, were, they, were, they had some kind of net 
up until senior year. And what just, I, I love what you're doing and the organization's doing. And But I will tell you that even in the statistics you just mentioned, there's even, what's missing are, are the kids that are told there's, there's no net after high school. So yes. kids with disabilities are not even applying or not going forward because they just feel like what they had in high school it, it is a, a sort of a net. And, you know, again, as, as even as an attorney, I, I once they hit 18, I lose them. So this is wow. I, I'm, I'm just I'm amazed with it. And, and I'm just so appreciative of it. You're right, and you're right. That's where the gap is. Um, and we we try to educate uh, high schools and uh, parent groups for uh, special education parent groups and things like that. Um, but I always say one of our biggest challenges is we have what I think, uh, not biased at all, um, what I think are amazing programs that people just don't know exist. And mm-hmm. um, yes. Getting the word out is the hardest thing for us sometimes. Even we have really cool things out there, and some of them are totally free. Um, and we just sometimes struggle to get people to attend. And then once they do, they say, I wish I knew about this a long time ago. This is exactly what I needed. So, yeah, any help like this in getting the word out, I think, will make a difference for people. Well, and you can count on us to get the word out because not only are we doing the show live, the show gets converted into a podcast that goes into, you know, wherever podcasts are available. And we're also going to convert it into a blog that we distribute across our entire network and you get to distribute as well. So we are going to do everything possible to continue to spread the word and support you and your mission. Paul, we're going to take another small break uh, because when we come back, I definitely want to talk to you about your new initiative with the Bridge Center and what that is and what it means to the people who can benefit from these programs. So hang in there, Paul. We'll be right back. And hello, everyone, and welcome back to Get a Grip with Coach Elix. I'm your host, Coach Elix, with me, my amazing co-host. Steven. Stephen, the medium is here, and today we are talking about able differently empowering people with disabilities to live a thriving and fulfilling life. And we have the president and CEO of Easter Seals, Massachusetts. Welcome back, Paul Medeiros. Thank you. So, Paul, let's talk about the Bridge Center. That is a recent initiative. So, I am fascinated with what you've done. So tell our audience, our listeners, what that is all about. Sure. Yeah, no, this is very exciting. Uh, the, the Bridge Center uh, is a 22-acre campus in Bridgewater, um, not too far from where you are. And uh, they have been serving people with disabilities, very similar mission to Easter Seals for over 60 years. Um, and they do it primarily through recreation. So, you know, we do have that play part of our mission. Um, and we had started talking just because our missions did overlap about five years ago. And then obviously the pandemic hit, which, which kind of threw a wrench in everyone in the world's plans. Um, but we were able to come together. And then last September, the Bridge Center officially became part of Easter Seals. Um, so it has been really exciting. We did have to start from scratch. They had been shut down for a couple of years um, once the pandemic hit. So there was a little cleanup and, and renovations to be done. But uh, we now have the campus open. Um, we have seven horses. We have 
two therapy sheep, <laughs> um, and we have a whole variety of recreational programming launching there at the Bridge Center for people with disabilities of all ages um, and even veterans. We have a veterans program as well uh, working with the horses. Um, and then we even have our physical therapy license there now as well. So we're doing hippotherapy, which for anyone who doesn't know, is actually physical therapy on horses. So it's it's just a really cool opportunity. Like I said, the majority of our programs for decades have been out in the community, which I think is very important. But this is one of the first times that we're actually able to bring people to us on campus to to do recreational activities or job training or um, <laughs> physical therapy, and we're just going to keep adding on because there's just so much potential on the property. Now, is the Bridge Center all open to the general public? Um, you know, is it you know, it's, you ha have it available for other you know, like say somebody wants to come in and take a look at what you're doing. How do people in the community uh, can learn more about it? Sure. So, um, so if you go to our website, which is easterseals.ma.org, um, there is a drop-down of our programming, and you can go right to the Bridge Center, um, and that'll talk about what programs we're providing there and also how to contact us. Um, and we do ask people just to reach out if they're going to come on the campus, just because we do have the animals, we have um, clients there that we want to be respectful of as well, but we, we love to show people the campus um, and get people involved because this is another thing where, you know, we have all these things we're starting up, but it's just right now we just need help getting the word out so people know we're there, people know that we're available, um, and, and you know, I know everybody's going to love it once they're on the campus. It's just beautiful, and, um, and just the things we're doing there are amazing. Listen, you, you talked about horses, and did you say sheep? We have two therapy sheep. So uh, we we had a woman who raises therapy sheep, and they really are. I'll tell you, she brings them into schools and skilled nursing homes. They're they're trained to not, you know, they're not aggressive like if you go to a petting zoo or something like that, and they kind of attack you for food. Um, they're almost like <laughs> dogs. They come up to you and they nestle into you, and you can pet them. And um, and they're a great transitional animal for some of the kids who are nervous about horses because horses are big and they're strong and uh, they make me a little nervous. Um, and we have all sizes because we have horses for small children and we have horses for adults. Um, but some of the kids, or it's not always kids, but some of the kids might want to spend some time with the sheep till they get a little more comfortable and then maybe they work their way up to a horse. Um, and it's it's been it's been absolutely fun, and I I kind of rolled my eyes when I heard therapy sheep, but I I get it now. I'm telling you, they're very well trained. <laughs> I, I I love it. Now you I know you had an event uh, moved with me uh, back in the spring, uh, so tell us a little bit about the event, and you know this is an opportunity, Paul, to share with our listeners. How can people support the organization? Are there any other events that people or you know, a way that they, if they want to volunteer, if they want to service, if, you know, what do you need and how can people reach out to you? Yes. So the Move With Me event is our kind of community fundraiser. You know, you can consider it like a walk, um, but we call it our Move With Me because not everyone walks. So we want people to have the opportunity if they want to create a team and dance or they want to, you know, even people play video games because they use technology to play video games or something like that. However, they want to move and however is comfortable for them. Um, 
we, we encourage them to do it. And then we have what we do call our final lap where everybody came together at the bridge center. And we, we have a big track there that everyone who was able was able to go around and kind of celebrate the completion of um, their team fundraising and everything like that. Um, so that event takes place in the spring. Um, coming up next month, though, in November, we do what we call our month of giving. Um, and th- and that's kind of, you know, the opportunity for people to donate and support our program. So all through the month, we'll highlight aspects of the live, learn, work, and play in our mission. So each week, we'll kind of be dedicated to showing some of the programming that we kind of lump under each of those um, categories. And it'll give people the opportunity to say, yeah, I want to support the horseback riding program, or I want to support the assistive technology program. Um, and we really appreciate people making donations that way. Um, definitely, you could do that through the website, but I also really encourage people uh, following us on social media, whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn or uh, Instagram. Um, you know, those what, are really, What's the handle? Uh, it's Easter Seals, Massachusetts. Okay, Easter Seals, Massachusetts. And Paul, what's your website again? Why don't you uh, tell the audience what the website is? Sure. EasterSealsMA.org. EasterSealsMA.org. Yeah. Fabulous. Uh, Stephen, any last um, parting words for Paul? I, I just, I love the the animal element Paul, I, I just, it's just, it's pretty incredible. It's just bringing it to another level. And I, I'm, I'm just, I've always been in awe of Easter Seals. I remember the first time I, 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 I think, Elix, you and I went to Boston. And yes. And I was seeing assistive technology. It, it almost felt like it was, it, it was at the beginning stages, or I, I, I'm sure I'm probably wrong, but it was, it was just getting more exposure. And it, it just, it blew my mind. It just blew my mind of, of, how the connection with um, assistive technology and um, bringing these people that 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 can just benefit from this together was just it, again it just it was it was incredible. Yeah, and over the years, being not only uh, somebody who uh, worked for Easter Seals, but later on being a member of the board for Easter Seals, and I think I was a member of the board for I don't know, I think six years. Um, we we uh, we went to many many uh, activities and fundraisers. So again, yes. I, it was a great opportunity for me to learn a whole lot about the organization and really understand the real needs of this community. Paul, you should be very very proud of the work that you do. Uh, we're proud of the work that you do. You know, and you know, not for nothing, we love Kirk. Uh, but you are definitely the younger and better-looking version of Kirk. Um, he better not I'm be sh- listening, Elix. Oh, I'm sure if he's listening, I'll be getting some nasty text or email or Facebook messenger. But I'm speaking the truth. Uh, but no, seriously, the organization is very, very lucky to have somebody like you. And uh, I wish you nothing but you know, incredibly, incredible success uh, going forward in Thank you again. And Paul, you have an open invitation to come back if there's anything, any other, you know, you have an event coming and you want to come back and tell us about the event. This is an open invitation for you uh, to absolutely come back as a guest and have a discussion with our listeners about Easter Seals and the services that you provide for um, the disability community. So thank you again for joining us, Paul. We appreciate you a whole lot. 
Thank you. And, and just very quickly, actually, next Friday, we're having a trunk or treat at the Bridge Center uh, at 4.30. So if people uh, want to come for there's an accessible trick-or-treating basically on the campus. Um, so you can find information about that online as well. But I, I just wanted to throw that in quickly. Absolutely awesome. So next Friday, trunk or tree at the Bridge Center in Bridge, it's it Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Bridgewater, correct? 470 Pine Street. Beautiful, beautiful. There you have it, everyone. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate you. Appreciate everything you do, and we look forward to having you again here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And uh, with that said, Stephen, you know, here we are at the end of our show. I mean, this was fascinating, and I've done a lot of work for Easter Seals, but listening to Paul and listening to what they do, it's you know, you just learn so much, and um, just fascinated by by the commitment and the passion and purpose that they live day in day out. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I remember seeing that with when I was introduced to, as I mentioned, with Kirk, and and it, it just the dedication and it is not an easy position. It's 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 not an easy job in in Easter Seals, and um, you know, thank God for Paul and Kirk and everyone else that works there, absolutely. or has worked there, or will work there too. Yeah, absolutely. Kudos and a shout out to the entire organization. And I know that there's many people that, you know, uh, we met years ago that are still in the organization. So uh, the work that they do really is driven by purpose, purpose. And you and I talk about there's nothing, there's nothing else that, you know, should lead the way purpose. Right. So, so Stephen, once again, how can people get a hold of you? stephenthemedium.com or stephenthemedium anywhere on social media. And quickly, next um, next Saturday, the 28th, you're going to be? In P-Town at Water's Edge Cinema. So if you're around, come see me and um, also be on the lookout for my book that is coming um, soon. Beautiful. And how can they get tickets for the Water's Edge um, event? You can go right to my website, stephenthemedium.com, and then you can be linked right over to Water's Edge Cinema, or you can just type in Water Edge Cinema, and you can get tickets um, through their website. Beautiful. And for me, if you are not following me on social media, you can look me up at Coach Elex anywhere, uh, whether Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And uh, just a secret before we close, Amont Oz, in two weeks, we have a very special birthday, Stephen. We're not going to tell say much more than that, but no, it's keep a it, very... keep it quiet. Um, we're going to keep it quiet, so don't tell anyone. Our producer is going to be celebrating his birthday on November 4th. So we won't say anything no. uh, until then. But everyone, thank you for listening, and thank you for everything that you do. And uh, we, will, we won't be here next week because we are going to be away, but we will be here the following week. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.